Hello and welcome to the Success Secret Podcast with Rosso Santalev. I am excited to introduce you to a series of conversations with some of the most successful and inspiring individuals from various industries. My aim is to dive into the stories behind their success and explore the knowledge, strategies, habits, mindsets, and wisdom that have propelled their success. Each episode of the Success Secret Podcast will feature a different guest who will share their unique journey, the challenges they faced, and the lessons they have learned along the way. I will also be covering topics from entrepreneurship and innovation to leadership and personal development. Whether you are an inspiring entrepreneur, a seasoned business professional, or just someone looking to improve your life, the Success Secret Podcast is for you. My goal is to bring you valuable insights and inspiration that will help you achieve your own success in business and life. So get ready to learn and be inspired. The Success Secret Podcast starts now. Hello and welcome Success Secret Nation to this episode of the Success Secret Podcast. So in this episode, me and my guest, we are going to be talking about areas e-commerce and online businesses owners should focus on. This is a very important topic. My guest in this episode, Steve Kelberg. Steve has over 20 years of online experience. In the past five years, he has focused specifically on e-commerce. He started an e-commerce business over a discussion at dinner one night and grew it to seven figures. So he knows his stuff works. Welcome to the show. First things first. So this is the Success Secret podcast. I want you to tell the Success Secret Nation what do you think, in your opinion, success is, and what do you disagree with what other people say about success? That's a great question. Well, my opinion of that is the success is how we individually define it. So some people like to buy tangible tangible things like cars and homes and watches and things like that, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Other people look at it as just satisfaction of accomplishing a goal, however they define that goal. Some people look at it as serving others. Uh, so it really is going to vary by individual. Um, I'm looking at it from the perspective of starting something from an idea and then kind of uh, proving my initial false beliefs that it could do that you could actually do you could make it happen. And so we we did achieve that. It was uh, definitely not easy, but you learn a lot and you grow from it. And that's really the most important thing, I think. Yeah, it should. It's, uh, it's very cool that success is not related, should not be related to like material things. It always should be related to what we measure as success for us because it is about being like step-by-step thing. It's a consistency thing. So it's not like about, because if we want to achieve certain goals in our life, we I am sure definitely it won't be something that's going to go directly to that goal. We will have some road bumps. So we need to adapt and learn how to be consistent with it. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, this is not a linear, whatever your goal is, it is not linear. I can assure you of that. Uh, but again, as yeah. I mentioned. The, so the I'm sure I'm sure you know a lot about that. So you, you yeah. build businesses <laughs> specifically. Uh, now you are into e-com more than uh, ever, I guess. So... <laughs> Can you tell us what, what kind of businesses have you done in the past and uh, why are you now assume focusing on e-commerce? Yeah, so let me, I'll give a little bit. Um, I'm focusing on e-commerce, but I'm doing two things actually, which are related. So I want to make sure I distinguish between the two of those. E-commerce is obviously you're selling a physical product. 
whether it's some glasses or you name the product, it doesn't matter, but you have a physical product that you're selling, you're using the internet as the medium to communicate to prospects. And then you're taking uh, taking payment and you're shipping that to them. Obviously, it's, everybody understands that we've all made purchases online throughout the world. And it's very common now throughout the world to do this. Where it wasn't many years ago, people thought that would this would be kind of a fad or wouldn't really take off. And clearly that, that has changed. In the other thing I'm doing now is when you think about an e-commerce business, it's really an asset that you're growing, right? So especially if you're a solopreneur or you're a small business, it's something you're building, right? But eventually you're going to, life is going to change and something's going to come along. And so what do you do with this asset, right? You build something that's yeah, hopefully making money. There's revenue, there's growth involved, there's some good profit involved. But what would you do with it? Well, really, you want to try to turn around and sell that as an asset because it really is. It's something you've built now. There's something tangible there. Mm-hmm. So whether it's e-commerce or it's SaaS, or it could be even what's called an affiliate website where you just have a blog with ads on there or affiliate links, however someone generates, you're generating revenue and profit, right? And so I'm actually focused in the area of, of mergers and acquisitions of smaller assets, which I want to define as under 10 million in US dollars. And the reason that's important is a lot of, Bigger companies or, or entities called private equity firms typically don't bother with businesses that are better that small, if you will. Small is still a few million dollars is not very small. And I don't care wh- where you are, or who you're at, that can still produce a lot of profit and even employment for people throughout the world. And so I'm actually focusing because when you get to that level, there's a lot of nuances. There's a lot of things that have to take place to take this asset and transfer to find a buyer and then take this asset and transfer the, all the assets that come with that uh, to, to a new buyer. And obviously there's a cash component to that. And so th- there's that's what I'm also focusing on. And e-commerce is one of the areas of one of the businesses that, that we focus on. And matter of fact, we're closing on an e-commerce business just next week. And so I'm right now dealing with businesses all over the world, whether they're e-commerce or SaaS. And so now they're having that exit experience. So we think about this as a, is a food or is a kind of a um uh, uh what's I'm drawing a blank on the on the phrase here, but it's kind of a a progression, right? You build something, you grow it, now you have revenue, you have profit, and now you can sell it and make a cash or an exit or a cash windfall. So basically you're taking so many years profit in the future and you're getting it in one lump sum. And the reason people choose to sell these things are a variety of reasons. There's a life change. They may have a partnership, but they want to go in different directions. You name it, they're bored with it or they're burnt out. They're tired of it for a variety of reasons. And so that's where people get to that phase. And that's where we're helping them. So because I know how this works, because I started our business from an idea and grew it to a certain spot. um, Now I get to see that next level um, of transformation, if you will. And that's where it's been a lot of fun. So I get to see that. So it ties into this, the, the theme of your podcast about success, however someone defines it is really up to them, but this is one way they can define it is they will take an asset and sell it for a monetary value and they will get a cash contribution as a component of that. And then they can kind of do something else with their life. Now there's a lot of work to make that happen, but that, if you think about that, that is a, that's the progression. That's kind of where I'm focusing on that little niche, but it's quite a big niche, if you will. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, like you mentioned, we are talking here about e-commerce and we are talking here about, uh, a lot of people talk about the knowledge business, the learning business, and you mentioned affiliate marketing. There is a lot of type of businesses like also SaaS. So mm-hmm. in your experience now, any business owner or entrepreneur or future entrepreneur, what are the things that they should focus on on these things in general as a business that want to be in business? 
or like now specifically in e-commerce is there is there a distinction between the two do you think that well there is it's a great question but the first thing when i get this question i always tell people is don't worry don't focus on just the money a lot of people make that mistake they're like well if i sell these glasses or whatever that product is the widget is i can make a lot of money and they're doing that for the wrong reasons because if they don't have an interest in the say these glasses or whatever the product is I can guarantee you, as we talked earlier, this is not a linear process. You were going to hit speed bumps. You were going to hit bumps and challenges that you don't even know about today. And you're going to have, you're going to, have to decide, do I solve this and put the, the brain power in it or, and or hire resources to fix this and keep going? Or do I move on? And if you don't have an interest in it because you're chasing the money, mm. you are not going to put that extra effort in because you will have to do that. I can guarantee you that this is not easy. It's simple. Once you understand how it works, but it's not easy because there's a lot of moving parts. So I always tell people, pick something you enjoy. Now, that's that's the foundation. So that being said, is you can either do what's called a SaaS business. Now, a lot of people think software. I'm not a programmer. I don't want to. That's Don't worry about that. You could hire people to do that. Now, SaaS also is defined as a subscription service. So you could also do an educational component to it where you're teaching people things and they're paying you a monthly fee and you've got either a zoom call you've got a library of, of of information and there's many many avenues of, of businesses doing that right now throughout the world when you build that as an asset that is another asset that you could sell someday because there's customers there's recurring payment coming in and somebody will will see value in that and buy and pay for that so a little bit of a long answer but it really it starts with pick something you enjoy now you can do SaaS or e-commerce if you're looking at just the number side of it SaaS businesses are worth more and the reason for that is there's there's reoccurring revenue, which is more consistent. And a buyer is willing to pay for that consistency a little bit more than they will with just one-off type thing. So that just gives you a little bit of extra definition. But that to me is regardless, because you've got to pick something you enjoy because of what I said earlier, you will hit roadblocks. Mm-hmm. And if you are just, if you're going to give up and move on, you're going to lose a lot of time. Yes, you're going to learn some things but you're going to lose a lot of time. And so now you got to start all over and push that rock back up the hill. And so if you don't want to keep doing that, and I say this from experience, because I made that mistake. That's why. Yeah, that happens. You don't want to uh, reach certain place in the mountain and you go back down again and start yeah. over again. And this is like, you will get frustrated and you will like, Oh yeah. Yeah. This is, this is why this point is like, like you mentioned, having, let's say, love for what you do and passion for what you do is important because not really now we want to be in business we want the money right this is like a clear obvious not, goal let's, right? Right. but let's not but, kid ourselves we, yeah, there's a component yeah, of that right? but, but having passion for it is very important to drive it through because yeah. if you really believe in what you do right you will keep going even if things are not working in your way Right, because you will then also tie in that you will have family, friends, I'm using air quotes here, that will start to try to tell you to stop. And if you have that passion, as you're just describing there, you are able to push through it because you, you, if you're, as long as you're providing value to the marketplace, and the marketplace is really with the internet now, it's the entire world, right? Mm-hmm. And that's really, that's really what's exciting and fun because of these mediums, of this technology now, this, the individual people like myself, I'm sitting here in Austin, Texas at the filming of this podcast. You're in another part of the world. We can do all this stuff because of technology, which is exciting. And the fact that we're having a great conversation here, 
hopefully people can see the value that they're receiving. Yeah. So now, now what, what you do now, do you think that there are some kind of things that unclear to you or now, or when you started this business, did you see that things were not unclear to you and started thinking to yourself, how I can make this clear and have success with it? Because we know that when we talk about e-commerce, there's a lot of things going on with it, right? And yeah. you are basically... Uh, competing with everyone even with amazon right so yeah so yeah and that's okay that's that that intimidates a lot of people it's a great question so when i've i really hope your listeners can take this to home don't let that scare you and here's exactly why we had in our e-commerce business we were selling some physical products in the fitness niche right now that's very broad doesn't matter. We were competing against companies that would spend millions of U.S. dollars on advertisements and product and all that stuff. Now, the average person would say, there's no way I can compete with that, let alone Amazon, let alone my website. And I will tell you right now, that is the false belief that you're telling yourself, because here's why. We grew our business, as you said earlier, from an idea. We grew it to seven figures. Granted, we're much smaller than them. However, I could compete. And it ties back to what we just talked about, because the internet... I was able to take tactics that the big guys are not utilizing or don't worry about. Or even if they are, the marketplace is big enough to where a small mom and pop family business can compete with that. Because we all like, I think throughout the world, we all kind of pull for that underdog a little bit to say we would like to help them. Now, this is where it's harder. It's harder for us, but it's also beneficial for us because we can use that as a story to say, hey, we're the little guy. We're trying to fight this big guy right here. You know, people are going to side with you as long as your product or service provides value and solves a problem in the marketplace, people are willing to, if your price is competitive, people are willing to give you the opportunity. Now, there's one more point on that, going back to the competing against the big companies, a major, like one of those aha moments where it all everything hit me. I'm sitting at home one night watching television with my wife, and I was doing some work on my computer, and in the background, there was the news was on, and a commercial came on board, and it was one of our top competitors of the product that we were selling, and they were doing advertisements on television. We will never, ever, ever do advertisements on television. And I didn't have to because the math was working out fine. But it, that made a point to me that that proved it right there that I'm competing against that guy that's spending millions of dollars. Granted, my numbers are much smaller, but it doesn't matter because we were able to make it work. And that right there just changed everything with my mindset. So that's the point I want to let your listeners know is don't let Amazon scare you because guess what? You can take your product and put it on Amazon and sell it. It's Amazon is just a platform. It's just a website, if you will. And I'm making this simplistic, but it's a website. It's a platform that anybody can put products on and sell. Now you don't have to compete with Amazon, but it doesn't matter. We had our products listed on Amazon and we sold fine, even though we had plenty of people selling the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's there's I think it comes down to finally to thing called abundance. There is abundance, like you can walk in the, down the street and see like 10 pharmacies or 10 market supermarkets yep. or whatever, and like maybe some of them are struggling, but most of them are fine. It's it's also comes down to how do you deal with things, how do you market your business, how do you know where to do the business, and also how to deal with customers, right? So for yes. example, a road. A road owner in the marketplace, in the supermarket, or in the pharmacy, if they are rude and they're not serving their customer well, of course they are not going to have a good business. So that's right. There are a lot of things that go into it. But that's okay. I'm glad you brought this up because again, customer service is critical throughout the world, right? So you have to make sure that you're on top of things. But that's an advantage that a small business can use, right? And we try to leverage that to our 
to the fullest. And here's a great example is if somebody, because we would run ads on Facebook, right? And Instagram. And if somebody, a lot of times this happened, somebody, I was having a conversation with my sister-in-law this morning about this, is somebody would comment on one of our ads and say, they they took my money, blah, blah, blah. You know, they'd make some nasty comments. And I would see it, of course, because I'm monitoring it. And I would say, who is this person? I'm like, I would look them up in our database. I'm like, you didn't buy from us. So then I would go into their comment and I would reply back and say, you didn't buy from us. I'm willing to, to deal with your issue. I'm right here. Let's have this conversation in public. I have no problem. Once people saw that, they quickly flipped to our defense then. Because at first they were like, oh, this company is no good. But then they once I, I responded and I acknowledged and said, you didn't buy from us because your name is not in our database. So, I mean, I'm willing to here to help you, but it's somebody else that changed the story. So now this is where the small guy can compete with the big guy. And guess what? Big companies, they don't do that. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 it's, it's too too much. These big companies have too many customers and they cannot sometimes deal very well with each customer individually, especially with, yep. the, with their staffing. Some, uh, if you are going to be, or, or we are going to go to that level on a human level for each person, that guy in the customer service might be going through a bad time. So their, their work ethics and their work day at that moment might not be a good thing to do. So these are details things, but they are very important to have a team that that's actually works, have certain culture in the business. And also you mentioned some the customers started basically defending or seeing that this is the other face and not the true thing. Maybe that customer yes. is giving false information. So it's important also to have these unique customers that are go, going to defend the business basically and uh, not the business defend itself. This is, this is yes. a very important thing. This is a huge. It's very big. And it, but that again is a, is a piece to a puzzle on how a small business owner can compete with the big guy. And it goes back to the title of your podcast about how you can be successful, right? All these little things add up. And that's where it scares a lot of people. They're like, well, I can't be cut. And they'll come up with all these reasons. And it's just not true. Exactly. So what do you think are the most important tools to, to spread the word about the business, whatever that business is, whether it's e-commerce, especially and SaaS or an online business, knowledge business, for example, or affiliate, what type of whatever business it is online, what do you think are the best things or tools to communicate with people uh, online? Well, that's a, that's a great question and a tough one because there's a lot of tools, right? Now, the benefit is there's a lot of tools that are very inexpensive that allows people to able to do all this stuff, right? You and I are talking on Zoom right now. It's free, right? You can have a paid portion of Zoom or you can do the free version, right? Even if you choose to do the paid version, it's not very much money. It depends where you're at in the world. I understand this, but it's real, It's at the end of the day, there's still a, it's, a, it's an affordable piece of technology that allows us to communicate. So it really comes down to how much risk somebody wants to, I don't want to say risk, but I would say how much work they want to do because the reality is there's work involved. I'm not going to try to sugarcoat that and say, there's no work because there is work. And you're going to have to do a lot of this, a lot of critical thinking, right? You're going to have to leverage, um, you're going to have to leverage people who are already doing what you want to do because they're going to tell you how you can be successful, right? But if I had to narrow it down to one item, I would say right now it's probably the smartphone because that will allow you to do a lot of things. A, you can communicate with customers at the, at a, at the touch of your fingers literally all the time. I mean, when we first got started, I had on our website a a piece of software that would do an instant pop-up chat. And I'll never forget this. I was running in the park one day just to kind of get away from everything. 
and it would vibrate my phone just like an SMS message. And I got this message and a person wrote on there and said, is this business real? So I stopped my run at my phone and I typed back to her and said, yes, it's real. How can I help you? And she thought it was, she was floored that I actually responded. And I get, I was on a run in the afternoon the other day, but the fact that I was able to get on top of it proved her that, okay, this is real because she's going to, she was leery of making that purchase, putting her credit card into something. And I was just trying to let her know that I'm real. Our numbers on our phone numbers on the website. If you want to call us, it might go to a voicemail. If it does, we'll call right back or you can email us. We will respond, but I'm answering your question right now. But those are examples of tools, right? There's a lot of things you can do. You can build your own website on WordPress. WordPress is a free download as well. Now, again, as you start getting the things to look fancier, there's going to be cost components to that. So it really, it's going to come down to the, the, um, the, the uh, whatever people are comfortable with. Right? I know a lot of the tech stuff scares a lot of people. It's kind of scared me when I first got started, but I'm actually embrace it. And I enjoy it. I'm not super technical, but I'm technical enough to get by. And the fact that I know you can do a lot of things, your phone is a great thing. And you can also leverage tools like YouTube, which is free. So there's just many, many ways you can do this. So I would, you know, I, to roll that back to your earlier questions, what would you recommend to people? I'd just say, pick something you enjoy because there's so many ways you can make things work. You can just, you could even create videos as a service and just be, download the software, which you can get some very affordable software, even some free stuff. I would, I would encourage people to use some of those paid services, but some of it is just not very expensive and there's just so many things you can do. So yeah. hopefully that answered your question, but that's yeah. kind of a so, long way. It's, it's a tough one. <laughs> so how, what are the, now for, for e-commerce, do you focus on email marketing as a channel for your business? Oh man, I'll tell you, I'm glad you made asked that question. That right there is a mistake that I made. And, I've, and even though I knew I was making that mistake, um, it really came home later down the road. So now this is why this is so critical because now the, the work I'm doing in the M&A side, I'm, I'm helping these smaller businesses try to find it, to try to help them sell their assets, right? And the number one thing, business owners that are e-commerce or even SaaS, but let's talk about e-commerce in this conversation or this part of the conversation here is the number one mistake they make. They've built up an email list. So think about this, people come to the website, they'll either opt in because they want to learn more information or they start to make a transaction that they get distracted and they go away, but they don't finish it. Or they actually finish that transaction. At some point in time, you're going to get their email address. The number one mistake people do not do is they don't email their, their customers, their email list enough. This is, this is the mindset I had was, I don't know what to write. That's now changed because it's just, there's so many tools out there. But now you throw in artificial intelligence, which has come out in the last six months. That is, that is just an excuse now that it's so easy to do. You can do it within 30 seconds, write an email with, uh, with the artificial intelligence. But you have to email your list. But then it goes back to the same concept earlier. If you're doing something you enjoy, you should have an endless supply of ideas anyway, right? And stuff to write about. There will always be things coming at you. Customer service experiences, things how people can use your product or service, et cetera. But the other reason I heard from people all the time, I hear this now when I'm talking to people, is like, I don't want to offend them. I don't want to bombard them. I don't want to spam them. And that's the wrong mindset is you have to communicate with them. You have to build a relationship. You and I, Hussan, are building a relationship as we're talking right now, right? We're getting to know each other more than we did in the past. And so that's building a relationship, right? If you're communicating with people through email, which is just one medium, you're building a relationship with them. And if you're providing something of value, they're going to trust you more. So they're going to want to open your emails more. Now, I get emails all the time from people that I don't want to open it every day, but I don't want to subscribe because at some point I might... Well, I might want to buy something. I might want, there might be something there that's going to catch my attention that I want to want to read their email, whether there's a link to go and buy or not. There's going to be something in there because I do that all the time right now. 
But if I unsubscribe, that that's that business owner loses that opportunity to communicate with me. Yeah. And the re the reason, the fundamental reason this is so important is this is where people don't understand the math behind it, right? This is a huge tip for your listeners is whatever the size of your email list is, you should be looking at it from this perspective. It's an asset that you can build a relationship with, and it should be generating you one U.S. dollar per month based on the number of subscribers you have. So let's use some round numbers. If I have a list of a thousand people, let's just make this small, right? And getting a thousand emails is not hard to do. I might scare a lot of people. It's, it's very easy to do. If you email that list consistently enough and you have a process to keep new people coming in because people are going to fall off and that's okay. That's normal. You actually want them to go away because they're going to opt in at one point and they realize it's not for them. We've all done that. Then they just move on. Fine, move on. Because There's plenty of other people that will come onto your list and will come onto your, your business. Again, assuming you're picking something you enjoy, you're providing something of value. If you now build a relationship and communicate with them, they're more likely to trust you, which is the fundamental thing. We got to trust people. And that's why you're building that relationship. And then they're going to want to buy from you, whether it's an affiliate link to go buy something else or it's your product. So again, that, that list of a thousand, as I said a minute ago, should be generating you $1,000 every month in revenue, not profit, but revenue. Okay. Now just do the math on that. That's $12,000 a year in revenue. There's going to be a profit component is going to come from that. Now it depends on what you're selling, but if it's one of your products, you're going to be able to monetize that because now you've got that email and that customer that then your your lifetime value continues to go up. But people, that's the number one mistake e-commerce owners don't make right now is they don't lose email their list. I'm talking to a business right now, just to give an example. They have a list of 120,000 email addresses. And I asked them how many times they email their list. And they said, well, there's a portion of the list. They split it up to buyers and subscribers. I said, okay, great. That's perfect. Of your buyers, people who have made a singular purchase, it could have been they spent five US dollars, doesn't matter. They've made a transaction with you. That's 40,000 of the 120,000. So now there's there's 80. Okay, so I said, okay, of the 40,000, how often do you email them? They said maybe once or twice a month. And I was like, okay, once or twice a month? Okay. I asked them, did you track the revenue that comes from that? And they're like, why would we do that? That was their answer. Then of the 80,000, I said, well, how many times are you emailing those people to try to get them to come and buy from you, right? And their answer to me was, why would we email them? They didn't buy. So just now let's do the math on that. 120,000 people, so subscribers and buyers, right? In theory, that should be generating you $1 per month. Let's even be conservative and say 50 US cents every month. So that would be 60,000 US dollars in month in revenue, right? Let's do the math on that real quick. That's a lot of money they're leaving on the table right there. Yeah, that's over a million. That's that's over one million dollars they're leaving on the yeah. table right there. Actually, the, the thing is, some people might not, for example, be ready to buy now. For example, if someone subscribed today and you offer them something, they might mm -hmm. be ready to down to buy down the road, like a month, two weeks, six months, whatever it is. Yeah. Especially if they are on your list, you should keep emailing. It's yep. not like, <laughs> because sometimes people are not ready to make a purchase, whatever, especially if it's a big price. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So it doesn't matter if it's whatever it is, but if it's e-commerce, especially you have to be taught. Now, then some people will say to me, well, they, we only have a handful of products. We, we can only, they're not going to buy all the time. Okay, fine. Email them other products. There's other things out there that you can, that they would go and buy. Yeah, email them related things that are related to your business. That could be something useful. Or maybe email them emails like a lot about these DIYs videos, for example, or if your company does these kind of things, maybe if you can relate to that, 
that's a good thing actually so you mentioned yep. earlier like for example your competition are doing for example tv ads so i actually back years ago i started an e-commerce business but i lost money so i stopped that so a lot of people yeah. back then were talking about facebook ads facebook ads facebook ads so what are the best things mm -hmm. or uh, ways or channels to sell these products like you mentioned the glasses for example or you want to sell these type of things so you yeah. youtube ads facebook ads google ads uh like I mentioned your competitor were doing like tv ads or do you think there are free opportunities you can do like for example having a blog post writing a blog post or maybe do a podcast whatever are there some kind of different ways other than ads in your opinion 100% you just named a couple of them you can do a blog post on your website but then that's going to involve what's called search engine optimization as your listeners probably know so now you have to understand some of the nuances of how to optimize your website so it ranks in the search engines, right? So you can do that, and that is free. Now there's time involved, and there's going to be some expertise, some skill you're going to have to gain to make sure your page is formatted the right way. It's got to have so much content, so many images, all these little nuances, right? But if you do that, then that will become free traffic. That, But again, there's like heavy lifting on the front end. It's going to take critical thinking and processes, learning what you have to do. But once you do that... And it is free, right? Mm -hmm. And paid traffic, Once I, when I first started all this stuff, I did SEO, trying to figure that out. I got that kind of figured out. Then, of course, Google would make a change or the search engines would make a change. And so it's frustrating. So then I learned how to do some paid traffic. Now, I know that scares a lot of people. And I was per petrified when I first started because you, you are going to lose some money initially. Uh, but the good thing is you don't have to lose your entire, you know, entire net worth in terms of um, doing that to run, to, to make things work. But there are nuances. There's been some changes in the marketplace with Facebook ads. It still does work, but you've got it. You have to adjust, right? There's always, this is the one thing you can learn about the marketplace is it's always changing, right? Mm. What worked a couple of years ago doesn't work today because pieces of the puzzle have changed, but it still does work. You just have to change your tactics and how you do some things. One of the ways I can give a, list, a tip to your listeners is this, even if it's e-commerce, right? So you're solving, you have a, a let's, let's talk about these glasses since we talked about it earlier. You could run some ads and spend $5 on Facebook ads. I mean, I'm not kidding you. Five US dollars, not very much, right? You do the math and it's $150 a month. You could run some ads to do a quiz saying, hey, take this quiz and I'll tell you if you're buying the right classes because it might be hurting your eyes. It's like, well, that's going to get my attention, right? So I'm going to come take a quiz. Now they've got my email address. And of course, at the very end of that quiz would be, well, you can go and buy our product here. And if they don't, that's okay because now you're going to email them a series of emails where you're going to build that relationship, like you just said earlier, Hussan. Maybe they don't buy today, but they might buy next week or even next month. But if you're continually talking to them, you can do that. Now, if you think back to that whole transition example I just gave, where did that start from? It came from an ad that the, the advertiser was spending $5 a day. They got people on their list because they had something compelling enough to get my attention. They drew me in, they built a relationship, and I chose to make a purchase, right? I trusted them at that point in time. It comes down to that trust. And so that still works. There's still tactics. Again, it, it used to be easier, uh, but there's no there's no a new form that you have to do. It's just a different it's just a different way you have to do it. But it still works. I can tell you that for a fact. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, what would you give if someone asks you they want to start their ecom business now? What advice would you give them? Your best advice. And if some people are like struggling to push more sales in, what would you advise them to do? 
Well, the first thing is I said, oh, pick something you enjoy. Just don't chase the money. <laughs> That's the biggest mistake people make. And if they're trying to do more, I would focus more as we've just recently talked about on getting someone's email. Because if you think about this, if I get your email and I start to email you valuable stuff, valuable content and information about your products and services, weave it into a story about how this these glasses can solve a problem for people. Eventually, I'm going to open up if you've got some compelling copy. I'll eventually go and buy. So, but I would focus on trying to get their email address is the number one thing. Because going back to what I said earlier, is you're building an asset. Your email is an asset of the business. And I will tell you right now, because I'm dealing with this on the M&A side, a savvy buyer wants a business that has an email list that's being mailed frequently, that they know it's going to be filled with buyers, and that they can now take and leverage that list because it's money to them. When they think about it, at the end of the day, that list is worth money. And they're probably going to know how to use that, how to do the email marketing better than the current bot, the current owner. So that'd be the one thing I would I would tell people is foster on building a relationship with your prospects and or customers, get their email and start to email them. So it doesn't matter now what product you're selling, if you're selling glasses or whatever, it's just different nowadays, but you have to do something to get people on your list. So you can do paid traffic, you can do SEO, you can do YouTube videos, that's free. But there are some nuances with each, each of those tactics, if you will, to try to get things. You can be on a podcast. Let's say your podcast reached 10 million people, which I think would be amazing. That would be great. You would love it. I would love it too. That's okay that it's not that large. But even if it's something, even if it's 100 people and there's one person on here that comes and reaches out to me, I would be grateful for that. As a final word for people or something that you think that you can add, I missed not asking you about. Yeah, I'm glad you asked this because there's a, there's a few things. I'm going to sum this up in three areas. So tying it back to what I've talked about is pick something you like. But in, in addition to that, right, you have to really understand the marketplace you're serving, right? So in our conversation, we've been talking about these glasses, right? So if you think about this, who would you who would most likely wear these blue blocker glasses, right? Well, somebody who's on their computer all day, right? So now you start to build out a profile of what's the age of that person, what do they do whether they're on their computer quite a bit? Why, what's the reason on the computer? I can guarantee you, if you start to focus on what's called your avatar, you have to build out a very deep profile of a singular person, which is going to come down to age. You can, you can have multiple avatars, if you will, even like you have as many as four or five. You can go more, but you start getting too diverse at that point. But I would start to build out a couple of avatars who's going to be your ideal buyer. Because when you start selling to one person, you will get those other people that fall outside that. So let me give you a good example on this because it ties this together. When we were selling our fitness product, our, our, our um, we had a run, my wife's a marathon runner. So we were selling these running fitness accessories. I knew, because I knew this concept, I knew that our buyer, our ideal buyer was a 48-year-old female who lived outside of Houston, Texas, was married, college educated, had a child, worked in the medical field, more specifically was a nurse, owned an iPhone, Drove an SUV. I mean, I'm giving you a lot of details right now about that person. Your listeners right now are starting to put a picture in their mind. Like, I know someone like that, right? I can go deeper and deeper. And so what, because we were so granular with the, the what we understood about our ideal buyer. Now, granted, we sold men. We sold people that are older and younger, all those types of things. But that was our sweet spot, right? And I can get from studying businesses now on the M&A side, I can see this time and time again. There is a sweet spot of a buyer. It is their ideal buyer. And most of these businesses have been successful but they never drill deep enough. So you really want to know who you're serving and really get deep on this. That's a major mistake people make. So think about that from day one. Then as you get going, you want to focus on building emails. 
get it, build a relationship with those buyers, that, that ideal person that you just described earlier. Then as you get going, the next best thing to do is make sure you know your numbers. Because at the end of the day, it all comes down to math and numbers. I know when I say that, it freaks people all the time. They say, math, I don't like math. It, like, it really makes their skin crawl, right? So many people tell me this. I'm like, we're not talking calculus here. We're talking simple addition, mathematics. We're talking about multiplications and divisions and really addition and subtraction. If you can't do that, then you're going to have trouble in the world anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, but yeah, guess what? of course. It's a right, simple, simple things. They have to things, simple things. Yeah. But, but again, nowadays we have phones. We can do all that on our phone, right? Yeah, <laughs> so anyway. exactly. Definitely. Even I, I think if you ask Google if you can do this formula for me, they will. Google will. They'll do spit it. Spit the answer for you. Yeah, exactly. Of course. So it, As will artificial intelligence. <laughs> artificial intelligence will give you the whole formula right now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, Steve, where can people get in touch with you, learn more about you, and uh, see what you do? Thank you so much. Again, this has been a great conversation. They can go to, and I've got a special offer for your listeners if they would like to take me up on that because being a guest in your podcast, I'm willing to make this offer. It's a free phone call for them so I can give them some 30 minutes of just, just I, I love doing these conversations because within 30 minutes, I can tell a lot about a business and I can give them some quick tips. And if they want to engage on further things, we can talk about that. But even just that 30 minutes is so valuable. They can go to SKRP Media. That's skrpmedia.com slash Hussein. That's your first name. I'll put that, you can probably put that in the show notes. If you go to that URL, it'll just ask you a few questions. You'll go through that and then you can book a time on my calendar. We can set up and have a chat, but that's a free service I'm going to offer to your listeners if they would like to get, take things from a deeper level. And I'm just a guy, I'm just like everybody else. I'm just like you. I just happen to have a little more experience. I'm just farther down the road in my area of specialty. Your, your specialist in areas that I'm not, I just happen to be a specialist in this. And now that I'm doing the mergers and the, you know, the M&A side, I've got a different level of experience as well that um, it, it's just a lot of fun. I think your, your listeners would get a lot of value out of that if they choose to. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you, Steve, for being doing this episode of the Success Ground podcast. Apparently, you are passionate about e-commerce. You love to do that. It's, it's a, a great business. You should people should not be scared of these big businesses and companies like Amazon and Costco, I guess, and other yes. places. Because eventually, when you are in, when you are do business, whatever type of business you do, you are entering. You are in competition with whoever is doing the same thing. The, you have to distinguish yourself. You have to put yourself out there, and you have to be personal. Yeah, I'll tell you one last comment here is it's a lot of fun when you're the little guy and you know you're competing with that big guy advertising and television. The satisfaction you get is really powerful. I'll tell you, I will say that. Yeah, uh, of course. This. Well, thank you, Steve. Thank you very much.